The AFG Group is a full-service marketing and branding agency focused on social media, viral, and guerrilla marketing. This is the AFG Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of the AFG Podcast. I'm Bradley Anhouse, COO of the AFG Group, along here with Austin Fry, CEO of the AFG Group. How are you doing today, Austin? Doing good. Uh, we do apologize for the hiatus. I was abroad in Spain for a week, uh, but we're back and ready to go and with plenty of news. So, as usual, we're going to start off with our current events. Uh, current events today, we have two major online moguls competing against each other, which we don't feel really should be competing. Uh, an airline filing for bankruptcy, claiming that it's going to disrupt their rebranding. We had no idea that they were actually trying to rebrand. <laughs> uh, we have a couple of good mailbag questions, including Cyber Monday and some more BlackBerry. We have our strategy, of course. And last but not least, we will have our good, bad, and the ugly section. So we're going to get it kicked off right away and start with our current events. So, Austin, you want to lead us off here with our current events? Yeah, sure. The first one we have, <clears throat> this one kind of was brought to our attention. It's been in the news a lot, the comparison, and also they held a conference today with Business Insiders. This whole Facebook versus Google stigma that's floating around, I guess is how I would phrase it. Right. And, you know, I think Facebook and Google each see themselves as competitors, and I, a lot of people in the marketplace view them as competitors. And when it comes down to it, me and Brad both are in agreement on this, that we disagree completely, completely. with that. If you look at the two companies, where they started and where they are, Google started as a search engine, and they generated the revenue predominantly through right, advertising. Right, absolutely. You know, pay-per-click. I mean, they perfected pay-per-click. Yeah, and today, uh, Sheryl Sandberg, who's the COO over at Facebook, was talking, and she said that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's biggest fear for Facebook is their lack of innovation, that for their size... They're understaffed, and Google has twice as many openings as Facebook employees. Which answers the which answers your uh, the day all question of why does Facebook come out with so many different versions? <laughs> Just when it seems that you're used to the older version, they come out with a brand new one. Yeah, and also, you know, if you want to if you want to compare them, I guess you can compare it on the sense of advertising platforms. Right. Uh, Sandberg also said that. Facebook has 9 million advertisers, and of those 9 million, only 2.3 actually pay. Now, the problem with that is they're considering fan pages as advertisements. I mean, people that don't pay for advertisements that use the free advantage of creating a fan page, is they're, they're considering that an advertisement? We consider it networking. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we, we have our own fan page, uh, www.facebook.com slash the AFG group. That's our fan page. We're not paying for anything, and we don't consider that uh, an advertisement at all. I mean, that's just a way to get our name out there. Obviously, yes, an advertisement is a way of getting your name out there, but I most people associate advertising with payments. Yeah, or, you know... Another form of it is if you wanted to take the publicity route where you, right. know, you get a write-up in the New York Times, you're not paying for that. That's right. sort of you know, pub- publicity in form of advertising. Right. I mean, you're paying for it eventually, just not in nominal costs. Exactly. But you know, they're, they're making this comparison anyway. Um, 
And I don't see it. I don't see the similarities. No, you know, each one has their the, own well, niche. The, the main difference between the two, Facebook is not a search engine. That's how Google started. The only similarity that Facebook and Google have is that Google now came out with Google+, Plus, which is their social networking medium and their platform. And that's been out for less than six months. Yeah. And that's the only comparison Google and Facebook have. And Google's right now. been trying to break into this industry for some time now. They did Google Buzz, Google Way, like all these different Google an, things. An, another main difference is Google is public, <clears throat> and Facebook's been trying to go public for the past two years now. Yeah, well, it seems like that's going to become a reality in the it, it's supposed middle to be a, of it. It was supposed to be a reality two years ago. Yeah, well, now I guess they're being forced by SEC standards because apparently they're going to hit over 500 private shareholders, which is going right. to make them go public by right. force. no, absolutely. But that's besides the point, is each one has their own niche. Granted, they're large niches because everyone mm-hmm. needs to do a search on the Internet. And now, you know, social networking is more of a trend than mm-hmm. anything else. And Google follows trends, but <laughs> I don't see them as competitors because they're in the tech field, but they're not... Their service offerings are different. Facebook offers email, but who actually has a Facebook email address? All right. Facebook offers email? Yeah. All right. <laughs> guess you learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, everyone uses Gmail, Google. You go to Gmail for AdWords, AdSense, different the different applications. Facebook offers applications, but they're irrelevant to the applications Again, that another, Google offers. Another thing. I mean, we use Gmail. The AFG group at gmail.com. Please email us. <laughs> Could <laughs> go all day. See, see what I did there. <laughs> Yeah, but that, you know, I don't know, but it's been in the news, everyone's trying to compare them that they're these two Goliaths. Yeah, they are two no, Goliaths in their respective fields. 100%. Not as competitors in the field. Uh, but the thing is, I mean, well, well, the one thing you've never heard is if you're going to compare Facebook to Google, I mean, people are probably going to kill me for saying this right now, then why can't you compare Facebook to Yahoo? We haven't heard that argument. Or Facebook to Bing. That's because those are dying <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're... No, you... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but no, you're right. You can't... You know, I don't see... Because I guess those are dying and people don't see them as a threat, but it, whereas you both... Can't, but you can't use that as the argument. I, I'm going with what people could make. Is I'm not saying it's a valid argument. So if you're going to say that Facebook and Google are competing, and while Google and Yahoo and Bing are competing, then why aren't Facebook, Yahoo, and Bing competing? I don't know. No one's made the, there you go. Made the argument. There you go. Because <laughs> it's invalid. It's moot. Like like I said, I'm going to get destroyed. I'm probably going to get destroyed tomorrow for saying this, but still, it's... That's true. It's it's part of the case. Anyway, moving forward. <clears throat> um, uh, moving forward, uh, American Airlines was in the news recently. The parent company, AMR for American Airlines, yep, uh, is filing Chapter 11. Yep. CEO Tom Horton had a press conference, I believe, was Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, it's Tom Horton announced that they will be filing for uh, bankruptcy protection under Chapter 11. And we saw on Ad Age, this is a very interesting article on Ad Age, saying that uh, the American Airlines bankruptcy is going to di- disrupt their rebranding. First off, I had no idea American Airlines was trying to rebrand themselves. Neither do I. Neither did I. And me and Brad together read pretty much any marketing publication and business publication. <laughs> I, feel like I, I feel like I would have seen that on Twitter the past couple of days and I saw nothing about that. It's kind of interesting. I didn't know they were rebranding. I Obviously, had no idea. They do need to rebrand, I and guess. The fact that we didn't know that they were rebranding really proves how well they were doing. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the, here's the typical argument for the airline industry, I guess, against it and people investing in it. 
is that it's just a money pit. Right. Between the cost of planes, fuel, labor, and, and maintenance. Just, just the fact that, you know, the recession, I've... This is one of my theories about tourism being, you know, being a major factor, the decreasing tourism being a major factor towards debt, and the fact that people just aren't flying enough, uh, along with fuel costs of, you know, got, I mean, it's it averages three fifty a gallon for unleaded premium for unleaded regular. What's the, I don't even know what the cost is for diesel that it's these planes are using for something. I mean, so you're talking about it's just an it's just uh, I mean, people yes are still flying. I mean, but prices have increased, wages have decreased, and it's just, it's a dying business. You know, it's you, not, it's not dying. Away, I, but... I, I apologize, I don't mean that. It's not dying. I mean, obviously, air transportation is one of the most efficient forms of transportation, but just not cost efficient. That's more of a better way to phrase it. Um, yeah, it's really, it's kind of one of those industries that we can't do without, but we're not willing to pay for. Right, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not driving to California from wow. here. No, and you know we live in New York, and I've never done the drive to Florida, and I never intend to do it. Oh, I did. Yeah, it's, it's awful. God, it's awful. <laughs> you know, so obviously, yeah, when push comes to shove, we suck it up, we buy the ticket, and we fly. But we it's expensive, do though. It. I mean, for when you take a family of four, it's going to cause. But the thing is, the the efficient part of flying bef- prior to, I guess, the recession was the fact that it was if for a long trip, it was cheaper than paying for gas. Now that's not the case. It's probably equivalent. <laughs> it really is. Between the, if you're doing a distance And it's drive. not that much more comfortable. If anything, I have more leg room in the back of my, in the back of the Lexus than I do on a plane. You know, not everyone's like six something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I, I was abroad in Spain and I had to take a, I had to take an eight hour flight back home. And I mean, it was just, it was so freaking uncomfortable. I mean, literally my knees were to the back of the seat. The entire flight, and it was just, it was awful. But then, I, like I said, yeah, I am six foot, so. But here, here's really the question that we were kind of, you know, we were just stating how the airline industry is just, all they're all in trouble, and right. here's one that we didn't even know they were rebranding, but they're in trouble again in the midst of all this, and American Airlines is a big airline. It's not, you know, Song or something small. Right. It's a major international airline where if they're in trouble, God only knows everyone else is. Well, that's, I think uh, that's keep, the takeaway, right? St- uh, but just staying on the airlines, um, my opinion, the best airline out there is got to be Southwest. I mean, just all the offers that they give away and the uh, convenience, the we convenience. That uh, I mean, uh, that whenever I get a chance, I f- like to fly Southwest. No bag fees. The only issue I don't like about Southwest is the non-assigned seats and the fact that you actually have to get there and, and sit online. Eh, it works in your benefits sometimes. No, sometimes it doesn't. But then again, but, you know, the, you know, it the takes no bag me... fees, the no flight, uh, the no change fees. I mean, it's it's a great technique just to get people on that on well, those. Well, I fly planes. it whenever I can. I flew it to Vegas last time I was there. I fly it to Florida whenever I go, which right. is regularly. And when you take it from Long Island, you fly out of Islip. And from the time I park my car, which is ten feet away from the actual entrance to the airport, mm-hmm. I'm at my gate within ten minutes. If I fly out of Kennedy. Oh, you, it takes me like two hours to get to right. my game no, Kennedy, and it's, absolutely Southwest is just so much more convenient, even at the major hubs. All right, but so, moving on. So uh, done with our current events. We're going to move to our uh, mailbag questions. Uh, our first question comes to us from, uh, let's see, we got John in Boston, Massachusetts, wants to know with the increase of smartphones, uh, the increase of smartphone usage, did that lead to the Cyber Monday? Uh, did it, to the spike? 
Did it lead to the Cyber Monday spike in sales? I believe the numbers were, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it was 12.5% uh, over over last year's numbers. Somewhere in that range, yeah. Uh, I definitely, was, I mean, I definitely think smartphones had a huge, huge impact on that. It was a big talking point this year for sure. A lot of, you know, any business publication was talking about how will it affect, how is it affecting, and how it affected people's buying habits, spending habits on the holidays. And you definitely, you saw the impact people, and every company now, you know, you was it Walmart's, Walmart now, excuse me, Today came out their own social networking app that helps you pick out gifts. Right. That's going to be huge in the coming year when you start running promotions through all this. People don't even have to go to the store now. <laughs> no, absolutely. But it's definitely, you're going to see it impact, and as more and more people it, start it to also, adopt it. It also aids a lot to impulse buying, if you think about it. And the fact that, let's say you were sitting there at 7 o'clock in the morning on Monday, and you're purchasing everything. Finally, you, you, know, you go to work at 9 o'clock. Then you realize... Oh, you know, I forgot to buy this. Go right on your smartphone. You, you know, obviously we could have done that last year, but I think this year just with the iPhone 4S. There's yeah. just more, the advancement from where the, the smartphone just was, where it last, was year last year to and where it's it is. It's incredible. I mean, 12 months is just, the, the advancement of smartphones is just ridiculous. And I think it played a lot, I think it played a big role. I mean, I love, I have the Amazon app on my uh, Android Incredible 2. And it's, uh, I love using that. I don't think I have bought anything actually from the Amazon website in a while. Everything that I bought from Amazon, I bought from the app mainly because it includes that one-click feature. I love the Amazon one-click feature. Yeah, that's, well, that's what's that's what boosted them into stardom was that one-click shopping feature. Yep. That's, that pretty much covers where we think it is. We definitely think it's going to be, hu- it was a huge tool this and year. I and think next it's gonna year, it's going to be even, bigger, be even bigger. You'll see the numbers at least double. All right, so um, our next mailbag question comes to us from Joe in Miami. Okay, nice. We, we're getting some... Yeah, getting warmer. It's getting colder here. Oh, God. Uh, we're going to come join you, Joe. <laughs> uh, but on, the, on his actual question, uh, he wants to know that he saw these uh, BlackBerry was giving away their playbook tablets, and he wants to know what the deal is. Um, we researched this yesterday because I, I was not informed about this until, you know, thank you, Joe, for informing us about this. We looked. Uh, first article we saw was back in March. They were, um, had, they did have a special on the on the BlackBerry Playbook where they were uh, buy two, get one free. But now, apparently, if you upgrade to the Enterprise Operating System version 5, they will include a free BlackBerry, tab, uh, BlackBerry Playbook 16 gigabyte hard drive. That's. I mean, we're, we're not talking about you know, and they still can't give them away, right? <laughs> no, no, no we're, just, I mean, we're, we're not talking about giving them away in terms of cheap. You know, <laughs> not it's not you buy it for fifty bucks and you it's a forty dollar rebate. You're we're getting, talking about you're getting the <laughs> the BlackBerry playbook for free. It will be in your hands after you upgrade your operating system. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's. But they still can't even give it away those prices because no, more, more people are even switching off the BlackBerry interface. Exactly. Which we've talked about in the past, but is I think it's a good move. It's somewhat more enticing to maybe stick around for a little bit if you want a tablet and you're not looking to spend the money for a tablet, just upgrade your operating system on your Berry. Absolutely. Um, you, I can see the rationale behind it because they're discontinuing the playbook and they just need to get these things out of the warehouse pretty much. So this is a good, well, effective I mean, way to could, do could it. Could this also be a little hint, a, a little uh, foreshadowing of BlackBerry possibly coming out with a new tablet, that this is going to be obsolete soon? 
They just came out with this tablet. <laughs> you know how quick technology moves. That's, Give it two months, it's obsolete. That's true, that's true. But it could, you know, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, tw- uh, 2012 is now 30 days away. Mm, good point. <laughs> so, we'll see what happens. Again, uh, if you would like to send us a mailbag question, we would be happy to look at them and hopefully answer them on the, on the air. You can email them to us. Our email address is theafggroup at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at theafggroup. Or you can find us on Facebook www.facebook.com slash the AFG group. Please feel free to send us your questions. We would be more than happy to look at them. If we can't answer them on the air, we will certainly email you back and answer them via email. We're going to move on now to our strategy. And this is a really interesting strategy. Uh, I saw an article about this a couple of days ago. And Austin and I have, I, I don't really know what to call it, not really a fondness, but I guess... We're, we're more intrigued about how Groupon works. Obviously, we've been intrigued about the Groupon IPO, which has been hitting a rock lately after its hot start when they first announced the IPO. It's a short season, babe. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> <laughs> and the question in our strategy today is, should small businesses be using Groupon to increase their exposure? For those who don't know, there was an article recently that a small bakery company in London uh, put out a Groupon for 75% off a dozen cupcakes. Now that their original cupcakes were selling for $40 a dozen, that dropped the price down to $10 a dozen. (laughs) And they were short 102,000 cupcakes. Ended up losing $20,000 on the Groupon. (laughs) This is just one of the many horror stories associated with... Groupon and Living Social. Any of these daily deals site... Amazon's doing it now. I get emails from Amazon every morning with their deal. Google's doing it too. Google Deals has it. Yeah, and I don't see the fascination. You you buy these things. Half people don't use them, but this is off topic. The the thing is, is it good for small businesses? And that's what we're going to talk about here. Right, and personally, first off, it depends on the size of your small business. Obviously, there are whole different types of sizes of small businesses, you know, zero to 10 employees, 10 to 20 employees, up to, you know, 100, up to 100 employees, I guess. And also, you could break it down into goods and services category. Are you offering a right. good such as a cupcake? Are you offering a service such as a detailing service on a car or boat or, you know, some other form of service? Unfortunately, I don't really think we have a direct answer for this question. It really depends on your business. But for this cupcake business, I mean, a lot of bakeries and delis and things like that, what do they rely on? Brand loyalty. The same customers coming in. And that's where these companies are. Is You know, these companies are looking to do these deals with Groupon in order to instill not just one-time purchases, but exactly. they want that brand loyalty, and, and they're not getting it. And now these 102,000 cupcakes, how many of these customers do you think are going to come back tomorrow or the next day? They're not, they're not going to. It, Some they, may because they may have been loyal users of this cupcake, right. and they were just, oh, I could get my dozen for ten dollars instead of right. forty this go around. Exactly. I'm it. not if you know. I'm not obviously. I don't live in London, but if I wasn't an avid buyer of those cupcakes, and I just bought a dozen for ten bucks, unless they have gold in them, I'm not going back to get them for forty. No, and today the deal on Living Social is Big Mac is giving away five Big Macs. I mean, McDonald's is giving away five Big Macs for. And five large fries for thirteen dollars. What are you gonna do with five Big Macs and five fries anyway, for starters? But you know, it shows like the gluttony that these deals are offering too. The the deals are just stupid in a way. Um, 
but you know it doesn't create a sense of brand loyalty and you know we've read reports from companies that have used it they're not getting the customers back and also the way the the Groupon payment structure is is not beneficial to the customer no, not because at all. they get they pay them they need the, some cases they need the money up front to purchase the supplies or maybe make the cupcake and so they're getting so the money so basically six, you're you're giving away the product for free and it could take you 6 months to get the payment back from Groupon Exactly. You know, Living Social's payment structure is a lot cleaner than Groupon's, but still, you know, they, I mean, Groupon, uh, we've discussed it before, Groupon just doesn't have a good business model. No, and it wouldn't <laughs> shock me if, you know, once this fad's over, you see a multi-billion dollar company like this just take a dive, take a bath, so to speak. Uh, but, you know, again, at the end of the day, it comes down to what your business model is we're not advocates of it we don't push our clients towards it if they right. ask us it just doesn't pay in our eyes but to each right. his own right i mean we are you know avid supporters we love helping startups and you know that's one of my that's one of my prides is helping a startup really advance and what they ask us they ask us quite often should we do a groupon and usually i'd say about 90 percent of the time we say no yeah we, probably more <laughs> it's it's high up there all right, so I think that's going to conclude for our strategy segment, and now we're going to just go on to our good, bad, and the ugly section. So, Austin, you want to get us going? All right, my um, my good for this week was, <laughs> if you watch ESPN at all, it's on there. They have competitive auto group. <laughs> they have some funny, funny series of commercials. The favorite one that I got was Competition Never Gets Old, and they have this... Approximately eighty-year-old woman cheerleading on the sidelines here, as you see the football screen in the background, just doing her thing. And it goes at the end, you know, competition never gets old. Competition auto, competitive auto group. <laughs> I just like that one. It made me laugh the first time. Every time I see it, and the image pops into my head of this grandma, rah rahing. I just, I lose it. <laughs> um, what was your good, Brad? Uh, my good for this week are the Hyundai commercials, and not just. Uh, I usually don't like to do this, but I'm going to do it this one time. And I'm going to say that just the Hyundai Assurance Plan in general is just such a great, such a great marketing tactic. I mean, what's the one thing people are worried about? They've t- they've literally taken the main things that people were worried about in the certain time periods and turned it into a marketing strategy. First thing they did was the the first part of the Hyundai Assurance was back when everyone was losing their jobs and it was a major fear of losing your income was if you lost your job within I believe it was six to twelve months of purchasing the car you could return it and get your money back which was excellent. Right now they're doing the trade in value that when you buy a brand new Hyundai they will tell you exactly not an estimate but exactly what your car is going to be worth when you trade it in that's in 24 to 48 months from the day you purchase it which is an excellent marketing strategy and not just it, it's not just great because they're doing because of the ability to know what you're going to get for this car and be able to budget it around your income but it just gives you they're good cars and that's what I love about it all right keep it up keep up the good work Hyundai you're making excellent cars i still love the genesis and when I need a new car, I will certainly be coming to you guys. <laughs> uh, moving forward, my bad was... <laughs> this one irked me. Um, if anyone remembers that video that went viral earlier this year for um, 
this young girl named Rebecca Black. It's Friday. The song was obnoxious and obscene, and the only reason I watched it multiple times, it was just so obscene, I had to make sure I was seeing it right. Cole spoofed it and said, it's Black Friday, and then parading around the halls of the Cole's shopping store, saying, it's Black Friday, it's Black Friday, and all these deals or whatever, and I was just like, I can't believe they took this song. It's just, it, it angered me to sit there and watch it, to be honest. That, I just, I didn't like it and glad Black Friday's gone, so they stopped running it. Uh, well, my bad. I'm going to go with, if you've seen the, uh, I believe they're in Progressive, and I believe they're in Progressive, and also Bud Light commercials, uh, you will soon now see a little Shazam item in the bottom right-hand portion of the commercial. Basically, what you can do is you can Shazam the ad, and it will give you more information. One thing I don't like about it is I don't want to pull out my phone during the middle of a commercial. You know, my, my eyes are what you should be attracting, not my phone. My phone is one thing, my eyes are another. It's a, it's my pet peeve, and I have the same pet peeve with QR codes. Don't put Shazam where it shouldn't be. Shazam is for tagging music, and that's it. And lastly, my ugly, and I can't believe they brought it back this year. I hated it last year. I hate it twice as much this year. Target with the... I forget what they call her, the woman in the red jumpsuit that's weightlifting and prepping and crying over the Target circular, and she's got the pa- like the drag parachute pulling her in the store. I don't. I hated it. I still hate it. She creeps me out, to be honest with you. And I think they even have a Twitter handle for her. I saw like Shopper of Champion or something. I don't know what her name is, but the guy. We're not trying to advocate it, so we're not even going to give you the Twitter handle. <laughs> I can't even remember it. I just saw that it had a handle, so I was like, "Oh, they're getting savvy now too." I don't know. I just I don't like it. I hated it last year. It must have been successful if they're spending the money to bring it back again. And last but not least, my ugly for this week are the Lexus commercials. Uh, Lexus showing basically that. Uh, now that they've done these commercials so for so long that you now recognize the song, you recognize it once Thanksgiving is over, their song just shows you that you're getting a Lexus, and I can't stand it. And they have the one commercial that I'm going to point out is this girl gets her boyfriend a box. The box is playing. You can hear the song in the box. He opens up the box. It's a brand new phone, nonetheless, with Alexis on the phone, hearing the song, and he realizes his girlfriend bought him Alexis. Not only did your girlfriend buy you Alexis, but she bought you a brand new phone for Christmas. You better give her something back for that. And I just, I, I mean, aren't I guess these people aren't supporting Occupy Wall Street because the ninety nine percent can't afford a brand new phone and a brand new Lexus for Christmas. I'm gonna butt in. Usually I don't, because Lexus is a status symbol car, quote unquote. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you they don't want you unless you're a night a one percent or less. Absolutely. That's what they're saying. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the AFG podcast. I'm Bradley Anhouse, along with Austin Fry. Have a good one, guys. Take care.